listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Cousin. I'm an improv comedian from New York. And my, my creative half, Chelsea, isn't going to be here. And it's a damn shame because we're here with someone else. She is a drummer, background vocalist, artist, musician, songwriter, and most importantly, friend. Brianna Sig from Zariah is back on the podcast. Hello, <laughs> baby. Hey, what's up, Rick? My it's, dude. Been, <laughs> it's been a while. You're here and you're laughing and you're lovely. Um, <laughs> you're going to talk about some wacky shit with me and then you're going to go uh, hit things with sticks with other friends because, you know, band <laughs> rehearsal, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> talk about more wacky shit there. <laughs> we, we need wacky. Wacky is important. Wacky gets us through. If we were serious all the time, fuck that. I, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, Rick. God, we need more wacky shit in our lives. <laughs> Well, luckily, there's people like you and me that provide the wacky shit, the mischievous <laughs> fun, uh, the uh, well-meaning no-good nicks in your life. <laughs> I like that. I want to be known as the bringer of wacky shit. <laughs> what a title. <laughs> the occasional fancy rascal. <laughs> <laughs> so today's topic is something we've been talk about for a while. It was a movie that I saw in the theaters. And upon walking out, I thought to myself, this is a movie that can heal America. And it's a movie that I need to talk to about with Brianna. <laughs> but we're talking about Cocaine Bear. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> cocaine Bear. <laughs> and did you get to see this in the theater when it came out last year? Did I? Oh, yes. Yes. We actually saw it at Colonial Theater in, I guess that's Phoenixville where the blob was shot, that, that scene where everybody runs out of the theater. Well, which blob? Because there's been several, Like right? There was like oh, one from way back in the day. There's a more recent one from the early 90s. I think it's the one from back in the day because okay. my friend's grandpa was the one that created that movie. I forget his name. That, okay, that, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so recently, I recently watched the one from the 90s and it's... Ex- exactly what you expect a 90 version <laughs> of the blob to be there's like a brooding <laughs> boy on a motorcycle uh who i believe was played by uh kevin Dillon, if i remember correctly okay and amazing uh, and a young shawnee smith from the saw movies is in oh, there wow. and i'm like no way yeah <laughs> It, I'm gonna write this down so I gotta watch this one. I'll, I'll, I'll text it to you. I'll text it to okay, you because it's it's ridiculous fun, and maybe we'll have you back for that episode. Yes. But the reason why I wanted to talk to you about this movie in particular is just in being your friend. I learned you're fond of bears. <laughs> you're Very a fond. Bear aficionado. <laughs> so where does your love of bears begin? Um, actually, I, honestly, I don't really know exactly, but I just remember one, I think it was during COVID, um, they just, you know, Instagram has that nice algorithm shit happening, and I liked one picture of a bear, that's <laughs> all it took. That's all it takes. <laughs> and I kept, getting, I kept getting these bear images and videos, and I was like, I really like bears. And that one time I was just messing with people, and I just made my entire story just bears, just because it's ridiculous, and, and 
I wanted to be like kind of annoying and also um, bless people with the cuteness of bears. <laughs> you wanted to bring the wacky shit. Exactly, bringer of the wacky shit. <laughs> so when 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 I first heard of this movie, that it was inspired by a true story, in that yeah. uh, a plane full of cocaine in the eighties crashed. They dumped their cargo. A bear got into the yayo. Uh, it died, as a bear would from <laughs> eating massive amounts of cocaine. Uh, but the fact that Elizabeth Banks took this as a challenge to make it into a horror <laughs> movie, I'm like, it, it's right in the title, Cocaine Bear. What, what's not to love? Yeah. I'm seeing this movie. I don't need to see a preview. I need right. a release date. Cocaine Bear. So w- <laughs> when did you first hear of this film? Um, I, heard, I think, I believe Travis sent it to us first because, of course, Travis knows all the craziest movies. So he sent it to us, I'm pretty sure. And he's like, you guys want to see this? And I thought he was just joking. I was like, yeah, sure. We're like, yeah. <laughs> so we actually like made, bought the tickets and went to go see it. It was pretty exciting. When you have downtime on tour, you know, after you've, you've eaten or uh, gone to the <laughs> gym and washed your drawers, you got to find something else to do oh yeah i mean you you can't always go to the record store the budget doesn't always allow that (laughs) but um, a movie about a bear on cocaine oh yeah there's always room for that (laughs) but i i do like to envision uh everybody in man in the band there with their buckets of popcorn settling (laughs) in as the movie starts and you hear Jane by Jefferson Starship, and there's a motherfucker <laughs> in a plane just dancing. Yeah. And tossing bags of of uh Peruvian marching powder out of a plane. And then the news clips, the authentic news clips of like I think yeah. the motherfucker Chuck Scarborough or or Peter Jennings or whoever the fuck that was in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was about- incredible. Yes. In the Chattahoochee Mountains, this motherfucker uh, fell out of a plane with cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be awkward, you know? So, (laughs) what did you think you were in store for, either in in, in the first time or in multiple rewatchings of uh, this story? What what did you think you were going to get? Did you watch the Uh preview and 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 have an idea or did you go in cold like I did and just like bear on cocaine I don't need to know shit <laughs> honestly I saw the trailer first because I think Travis sent us the trailer and um when we went there um it was so funny because the theater has like a, a host and he mm-hmm. comes out <laughs> exactly and he comes out he's like really like kind of dressed up a little bit he has like a cool like greaser kind of style and he's like all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so here, here's the debut of. I think it was like an early preview too, or your early showing, and we're debuting the, a movie called Cocaine Bear. And he goes, "That's it." <laughs> like he didn't have anything to say. And just going in, I thought, um, I didn't expect much. I'll be straight up. I was like, "This is just going to be pure ridiculousness." But um, honestly, afterwards, I was like, "This is fucking great. <laughs> well thought out story." 
I do agree because it's set in the eighties uh, at, at the time that the story took place. So after you know you get that crash, you get like these hikers from some uh, heavily accented part of Europe. Uh, I don't remember if they specified where these actors are from specifically, but I'm envisioning they come from a homeland uh, full of mountains and hostels and fjords and things like that. And that's when we encounter our titular character who fucks shit up <laughs> beautifully. And it sets the tone for what you're in for for the duration of this movie. Uh, so what do you think about that and the look of the bear when you're first seeing Because you can't get a real bear to do all that kind of shit. You got to do CGI, of course. Gotta keep people safe. Uh, so, 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 what you thinking in that moment? In that moment, honestly, I thought they did a great job because it was like still scary as shit. Like the when he looked at the one actor, um, I, I, I'm gonna guess he like Swedish or something like that. Um, that's probably racist. Okay, never mind. No, but you go to Sweden. <laughs> you go to Sweden a lot, and and you work with <laughs> with Swedish musicians. So that's that's where your head is automatically going to go because <laughs> that's your church song. Sir <laughs> Saraya is big in Sweden. Am I hoping that this makes my podcast big in Sweden? Yes. <laughs> we'll make this shit happen. All right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, when that bear looks at him, oh my god, it, it's like terrifying. Because I'm, I'm normally not like a huge fan of CGI at all. And when I saw that, I, I kind of expected it, honestly. I think probably from the previews and stuff like that, but it was still scary. Scary shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it works. It works. Uh, yeah. We've also, by this point, uh, met our law enforcement character. Top name Bob, played by Isaiah Whitlock Jr., most oh, best. best known from his performance in The Wire. She, <laughs> but also great at comedy. So it's like, okay, let's let's get a little bit silly. Yeah, <laughs> as silly as one can with cocaine there, and and we meet our mobsters, David, played by. Uh, Ice Cube's baby child himself, O'Shea Jackson Jr., <laughs> and Sid, played by the late Ray Liotta. And I think if if you're gonna if you're gonna be unknowingly in in your final film, Cocaine Bear's the way to go. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> it's it's a good way to wrap up a long and storied career. A lot of people. Of course, referencing Goodfellas. And everybody has like their other favorites. I'm fond of Copland. I watched Unlawful Entry for the first time in 30 fucking years the other night. <laughs> but, you know, I think you got to go for me personally. It's, it's Goodfellas, then Cocaine Bear, and then everything else. Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, you can't top that. What a way to end <laughs> to go out. <laughs> and, and in stereotypical Ray Liotta fashion, he wants to get the cocaine. <laughs> It's just so good business sense. Yep. Can't get rid of the cocaine. <laughs> he didn't learn his lesson as Henry Hill. Come back with the cocaine. <laughs> so good. So what's your first impression of, of those two characters? 
Devine so and Sid. Yeah. Oh, Devine and Sid. Um, uh, at first, when I saw Ice Cube's son, immediately I was like, Jesus Christ, that's Ice Cube Part Two. That blew mm -hmm. my mind. Um, I was wondering. I, I didn't see any other movies with him in it. But anyway, um, he was a great character. He had so many. That's what I like about this movie. Everybody had so many different layers for a movie like this. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, it kept you engaged between all the killings, <laughs> you know? Um, and Sid, uh, he was pretty much like on the nose, exactly what I wanted him to be as Rayleigh <laughs> with the hair and everything. It was like so <laughs> 80s. <laughs> I actually have a, a Rayleigh Oda story. I can't remember if I've told it on the podcast before. Uh, <laughs> but I worked a day on The Many Saints of Newark. And oh, yeah. it was uh, referred to as a pickup day, where they're doing all of the shots that don't require the actors to be there. So, like, you get their stand in. If someone's like writing down something in a notebook, you don't, the stand in's hand can do it. You don't need the principal. Oh, yeah. to do it. Or there was like a dinner scene that they were going to do an overhead shot of the table. So, we're doing that all day, and I'm about to wrap up. And I guess that's when the principal actors start coming in. And I just hear this voice. I know this voice. <laughs> and there's a laugh. And I turn around. And in the darkness of the stage, there's Ray Liotta. And my reaction was, hey, because <laughs> it's been 30 years. He doesn't look like he did in Goodfellas in, anymore. And I have to think to myself, motherfucker, you don't look the same Time affects all of us. So true. We're not invincible, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but we also have uh, Eddie, who's played by Alden Engen. I can't pronounce this motherfucker's last name. Uh, let's, yeah. call, let's call him Young Han Solo, because that's the only other thing I know he's done. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> so so Eddie's in the movie. He's a heartbroken guy who's Sid's son uh he's lamenting the loss of his wife he can't be an effective dad and uh, the tattoo he got to memorial lives his wife is misspelled it says john when it's supposed to say joan <laughs> and that that just that just ticks the the bonkers up just a little bit more <laughs> which really sets it in the 80s for me it's like where there were so many plot points and threads of the movies of those times that were fucking ridiculous yes i agree everybody has so many different like uh, i don't know personalities like this guy's like a super softy compared to his dad and his, he's like sticks his kid with his dad too who's like the worst person to stick your kid with honestly and um just like all the different layers they have um like Ice Cube's son. I, I don't know his real name. I just uh, call him Ice Cube's son because it looks just like, what's his name? Ice Cube's baby child. Yeah. And the fact that his what the fuck <laughs> face is basically his dad. Yes. But oh, it's, O'Shea, it's O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, call him Baby yeah, Cube. That's fine. <laughs> baby Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I like that. <laughs> but um, I just love him. He's like trying to prove himself and stuff in the business and everything. They, there's just so much there to happen. But I like that you mentioned kids. Because normally in horror yeah. movies, genre pictures in general, I hate the children. I hate them very yes. much. I find myself actively rooting against them. 
But another right. thing that that authenticated this with the eighties is uh, Dee Dee, played by Brooklyn Prince, and Henry, played by Christian Convery. <laughs> They're not your typical annoying kids in horror movies. Yes, they are. Streetwise for kids that are so rural, or at least they're pretending to be streetwise in that way. I remember <laughs> being a kid in the 80s where, like, I'm just gonna bullshit to make it sound like I know stuff, <laughs> particularly that scene where they find the cocaine after skipping <laughs> school because Dee Dee wants to go hiking. And, and the kid's like, Oh, yeah, I do cocaine all the time after church. <laughs> <laughs> and then they show these kids these characters actually doing cocaine yes i know yeah. it's prop cocaine you can't <laughs> unions would frown on giving child actors actual cocaine they're just straight up eating it though that part yes. made me laugh so hard. <laughs> how, how else are children of the time supposed to know anything firsthand like remember when you were a kid and you first heard about like anything yeah whatever it is I'm sure you had like weird childlike opinions on drummers before you actually learned how to play drums. <laughs> of course. Also, I gotta tell you the side story. Speaking of rural, um, when we were kids, we would go to the cornfields, right? And just <laughs> grab corn husks, right? And then we'd smoke those. <laughs> we thought we were so cool. We're like, oh dude, you feeling it? <laughs> None of this is surprising to me. What else are you supposed to do yep. in, in rural America then? I think that's why drugs are so prevalent there. And if they fall out of the sky, well, it's yeah. cheaper. <laughs> and this before the internet, too. We had nothing to do. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. We we're making the best of it. <laughs> but of course, responsible parents. Like Sari, played by Carrie Russell. Don't like when their kids go missing. Kids okay, gotta go and try to find her. And that's where she goes to a nearby ranger station. Meets Ranger Liz, played by Margot Martindale, and Peter, <laughs> played by Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And enlists them in, in, in trying to find their, their girl. And, and Margot Martindale's character. She clearly wants to fuck the hell out of Peter. <laughs> she yeah, is yeah. horny as shit. <laughs> Does not like this missing child and panicked mother cocklocking her. <laughs> so what did you think when, when these characters wandered into our lives? Uh, I was so like, I love the casting of those two. They were like two like opposites. You would never expect them, like her to be attracted to him. And she's like slapping on her perfume and stuff. <laughs> Mama wants I love a sugar. that whole scene and that kid's like stealing shit. <laughs> She's all bored up there speaking of being bored like with nothing to do. <laughs> oh man, that was so I, I love those characters a lot. And and she was a badass because she was like not afraid to obviously shoot somebody, as we find out later. <laughs> um and, oh, oh he's like Mr. Hippie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that part made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I forgot that happened. I watched it again the other day and I was dying. <laughs> because usually in movies, you know, you, 
an unexperienced person could fire a gun and then like you know if they're the hero they're very successful without training oh, yeah. whatsoever. so that extra sh blowing someone's head off by accident it, it it's i think it's a little more realistic uh margot martindale i've loved in everything i've seen her in uh yeah. be it dramatic her, her performance in justified was so fucking sinister it's great and yeah. Uh, I, I also was privileged enough to be on set with her once, and she is a good person. First of all, if you do something for her, she always thanks you twice. <laughs> She's a two oh, thing. Really? Wow. But I was setting yeah. up her cast chair on Sneaky Pete, and she refused to sit on it because there was a female crew member that was pregnant, and she insisted that this crew member sit in her cast chair. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Which is great when you're standing around in a storage unit uh, facility for hours and hours on end. And she's like, no, no. So I'm, I'm going to have what? to move her cast chair. And I'm like, oh, but there's a pregnant lady in it. I really, I'm just going to stand here and wait. I'm going to move all the other chairs and do this one last. Oh, <laughs> smart. That's I've, good. I've, I've got to be, I got to do my job, but you know, I still got to be a job. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You go, Rick. That's so cool. What a badass lady. Uh, yep, wonderful. Yeah, I would... And she plays such evil characters. It's like you wouldn't expect it. When, well, no, acting, that's a testament to her talent. And she seems authentically that she would be a good hugger. So I got yeah. one, maybe one of these days I'll be lucky enough. Because you got to <laughs> have goals. Exactly. That seems well, like a nice, wholesome goal. Uh, yeah, I want to hug Margot Martindale. Maybe, maybe have a cup of hot chocolate with her and talk about life and stuff. Oh, talk that about uh, so nice. Talk about like you know how you have to act if a uh, bear on cocaine has bitten into your rump. <laughs> like, how do you get into character for that? That's kind of that's funny. <laughs> you know what that's like. You guys get into character so fast. <laughs> It's got to be done. So <laughs> we've got David and Eddie going as well into the Chattahoochee Mountains looking for this cocaine. Where Bob, played by Isaiah Whitlock, also looking to find cocaine and bring Sid down. They meet a couple thugs. Ice Cube's baby child beats the shit out of him in the bathroom. And then they're off hiking. Everybody's going into the woods. Everybody's encountering this cocaine bear. And all of this story and this character development at this point makes me realize that this is different from a lot of what I call uh, shark movies, regardless of whether or not they have a shark in them. Because, yes, post Jaws, everybody else is like, we need a Jaws. Let, and then you get grizzly, which is Jaws with a bear. You get piranha, which is Jaws with, <laughs> with a piranha. You get orca, which is Jaws with a shamu. <laughs> so this, this is different than that. So what's your thoughts on some of those post-Jaws shark without a shark movies? And can would you please compare them to uh, Cocaine Bear? Hmm. It's, uh, well, I know most of the people aren't looking for a Jaws, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're just out minding their business where these people are going straight for it. Well, I guess they're minding their business too. Just looking for some simple cocaine. A lot of them don't know about 
the bear yet the crazy bear <laughs> um but it is very similar though you walk in the woods and you think like holy shit like, not like not necessarily bear on cocaine but just the bear in general um i don't know it definitely has that effect though like this this phantom like you know how jaws is like this extremely big shark which is they're not really i mean maybe there's a shark that big in the in the ocean i, I hate to think about that <laughs> but um it's like this like phantom thing that uh in that like a case, new fear unlocked Tell Zuzu you don't want to play a cruise. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> nope. Too much bad shit happens. <laughs> yeah. Could could be a shark or from what I hear a lot, spicy diarrhea. That's why I won't go on a cruise. <laughs> so true. And COVID. <laughs> and that too. Fuck that. Well, yeah, also with the kids cursing and and being able to explain to the adults and unlike a lot of movies where where usually the kids are disregarded or they're useless or they're annoying i'm like no, i kind of hope these kids survive i'll watch things like jurassic park the the boy who didn't have computer skills i'm like he needs to get caught in this oh, well, yeah. in this i'm like no no they're, they're, they serve their purpose in this yes. movie and, and so true yeah and my opinion you can live. Yeah, I agree. I really like. I would yeah. hang out with those kids. I like them. In that case, I would say, you know, watch out because they clearly have some substance problems. It doesn't make them bad yeah. people. It just means they're struggling. <laughs> and you know, keep your money on you. <laughs> true that. That is so true. They're usually disregarded. You're absolutely right. I hate that in movies. Sort of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this person's freaking the fuck out. Like something's gotta be wrong. Like anything. Like even just the statement of bears can't climb trees. Yes, they can. (laughs) That was the best, by the way. I love that. I was done. (laughs) Okay, so since you mentioned, do you have an absolute favorite part of this film? Um, you know what? It actually reminds me of a story that you posted the other day about your favorite horror romance or love story um so uh, my favorite um horror love story in this movie is bob and rosette the dog (laughs) well my my favorite uh love story is edna lane warren in the conjuring yes very different yes from ed and lorraine in real life but so 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 bob (laughs) and his little (laughs) frou-frou dog that he's lamenting about at the beginning of the film thinking he'd have something like a man's best friend and he's got this <laughs> the kind of dog that i only see when like uh so, for in an ad for like the the westminster dog show it's like that's not a real dog <laughs> exactly the, the grooming alone is like ridiculous like the the fur is done in such a way it reminds <laughs> me of like actresses on a red carpet it's like you don't dress like that you're not comfortable and if something spills on that your night is ruined exactly it's whereas, so accurate whereas i'm presently wearing a flannel that i could drop an entire pizza on my chest and some people may not notice because of the coloring the checks yeah smart smart move it's because i'm clumsy <laughs> <laughs> I know this. I plan. <laughs> so what? Why? 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 Why is Bob and Suzette your favorite love story? <laughs> uh, it was so funny because 
as soon as they introduce the dog in the beginning, I like you immediately just automatically go to in any horror movie, it's like, oh no, I'm gonna witness that dog's death in this movie. Like Fair. you automatically assume that, right? And like I love at the end, I don't want to spoil it. We're probably spoiling the shit. We're gonna out of this spoil movie. the shit out of this movie. It's been out long enough. Okay. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> You've been like trying to get me to do this forever. I feel like an asshole. But um <laughs> Life gets in the way sometimes. <laughs> True, yeah, for sure. I'm like, oh, I have free time. Let's go. Um, but with Bob and Rosette, it's so funny. Yeah, I thought that dog was going to die. At the end, it's like this wholesome, like, transferring of ownership. It's like, oh, she's still alive. That's mm-hmm. a first for me. Usually animals die in damn horror movies. It gets so mad. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you look at, at, at some pet and it's like, oh, I know where this is going. Uh, yeah and, and that's why i've got friends of mine that i'll watch a horror movie and i'll just send them a text like the cat gets got or it's God. okay the cat didn't get got Again, yeah to, to use the wire you vernacular need to know that. she yeah <laughs> that's all i think of when i see that guy is so funny. she why why wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> so true though so, movie continues chugling along. Uh, Felicity and and <laughs> the boy they end up finding our our, our Scandinavian tourist. Uh, you've got David and Eddie. They end up finding Bob on the top of a gazebo, and the cocaine bear passes out on Eddie. They find out she's female. She's a girl. <laughs> and, and how did he know, Brianna? Oh, uh, because apparently, quote, uh, her vagina was on his ear. <laughs> that's a so so. That's not your favorite love story. That level of <laughs> actually, that's a runner-up right there. That's, there that's pretty go. damn close. <laughs> there's, there's a certain certain undeniable connection if you're in that <laughs> specific position. <laughs> Some would say that's the that's the way souls touch, and by some I mean me just at this very moment. <laughs> that sounds like complete horseshit, but I love it. I'll go with it. <laughs> Going for laughs. <laughs> now. <clears throat> As a as a fan of music, do you think this movie could have been helped with a little bit more '80s soundtrack in it? And if so, what song would you add to what scene? Oh crap! I didn't think. I was just thinking how good the soundtrack was. It was like it lured me in big time, especially right off the bat. Then how it ends with the uh, White Lions, mm-hmm. Travis's favorite tour song. So he was like <laughs> all about it. <laughs> um oh wow i don't know actually i have to think about that one but um i just love that it was still set in the 80s but mm-hmm. like the cool 80s you know <laughs> like they, they're trying to bring that whole thing back like uh all the kids you know the gen z's are all about the 80s now <laughs> so like they're like picking and choosing the cool shit um well because well, the I 80s know. were were mostly corny <laughs> yeah so yeah. Yeah. yeah so sift through and get the good shit yeah <laughs> right of course and that seems like what they're doing i'm like you know the 80s seems kind of cool then i see an actual 80s video i'm like oh, okay no right, still yeah. not cool 
But um, but, what would you? I, I don't know. Actually, <clears throat> rather fond of that soundtrack. <laughs> probably just to uh, spice things up uh, <laughs> when when uh, the. Uh, female police officer, Officer Reba, played by Eula Smart, oh, yeah. uh, is is revealed to be in the employ of of Sid and his cartel. Uh, yep. I would probably throw in Police Story by Black Flag. Yeah, that's great. Because that's awesome. Um. You know, with my group of friends, you know, we go to a karaoke night, uh, and which I realized uh, Rona fucked me up, and I can't sing like I used to anymore. Uh, when they when they want to, you know, I don't have the wind for it, and you know, it's it's a little sad. Uh, oh, no. When they're like, we want to do '80s songs, and they're doing like the big pop hits, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I like Prince, and this place doesn't have Black Flag, so I'll go. Guns and Roses or something, or like I'm at a barbecue and they're like, you know, Rick, play some some eighties, and you know, I've got my phone there, and I'm like, oh, okay, uh, let's see, uh, X, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. They're like, well, I I don't think of that for the eighties. I'm like, well, I don't think of fucking Kachagugu. <laughs> I didn't know you sang karaoke. I'm really excited about this fact about you. You're excited that I can't do it anymore. Okay. <laughs> that you do it general i was like i didn't know that that's cool i mean i would some I, layers to you rick I, I would still like if a karaoke place had more mark lanigan or tom waits i'd feel comfortable because oh. like their voices aren't great but you know like i you can't bring me into the studio with you and have like little steven tell me what to do with my eye i, I, I can't <laughs> harmonize with them anymore little steven you know i i, I used to <laughs> i used to sing in the choir in catholic school <laughs> And, you did yeah, that's so I, cool I, I was i was in a band in junior high i wanted to be axel rose but less problematic <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's so true i think everybody if you need some croaking or something <laughs> like that maybe that's so or, good does or, the I, um audience know your tom waits impression at all <clears throat> i i did it uh when when uh when Zuzu was on the show and we we talked about smile, oh, that's said, right. Okay. I, I'm I'm willing to do it again because you know because words are just they're, <laughs> they're fun things to do with the air, and when when you're in when you're in the country, you know you gotta be on the lookout <laughs> for some kids because. They're, they're looking for things to do and, and to find them <laughs> smoking corn husks just in, in groups. And I look at these kids and I tell them, don't do that. <laughs> oh, you nailed it. And that see. like perfect list that you did there. That's genius. You know he smoked a corn husk or two in his day. That guy. <laughs> for sure, Tom Weeks. <laughs> I might, I might want to have you back one day when like, we'll do the cinematic works of Tom Waits. Yes, let's we, do it. <laughs> we, we, we've talked to him about him uh, in, in Dracula. And you know, not a lot in the way of horror, but if you've never seen Wrist Cutters, a love story. Yes, I love that movie. Yeah, you because know, you've got Tom Waits 
as kind of God. And you've yes. got Shea Wiggum playing Eugene Hutz of Gogol Bordello. <laughs> yeah. Which blows my mind, but I always say to some, well, not always, but every once in a while, if I can work <laughs> it into a, a conversation, everybody knows the guy in the back seat has no cock. It, one of these days, I'm going to find a way to work that into improv, and people are going to go, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> but they have to yes and it. You're good at this show. You got this. They have to. <laughs> that was amazing, by the way. I'm cutting that out of this audio, and I'm making that my ringtone. <laughs> Everybody knows the guy in the back seat has no cock. You want the... <laughs> It's going to go off somewhere like, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, you have you have your ringer on. That's impressive. <laughs> I very rarely have my ringer on. I normally don't, me. but I would do that for you. You know, okay. <laughs> just for, just for me. Like if I text, like here's a weird meme, or or, or my typical checking in with people. How's by you? Because you know, yes, I, I like to maintain connections. I love that. That's a blessing. <laughs> we all have these pocket robots that allow us to stay in touch with people. Not everybody does, and I realize sometimes life gets in the way, I get that. But you know, if you're not gonna and I love you, then I'm gonna, motherfucker. Yes, you know what, that's the best. It's like people don't, I don't know, you need to break through that barrier, <laughs> the love barrier. <laughs> it be that way sometimes. So oh, our characters are all converging. They get into, they find a cave, looking for Dee Dee. How, why the little girl went into a cave, couldn't tell you. Everybody's <laughs> going there. There's waterfalls. And then we find the cubs. And the cubs are covered in cocaine. <laughs> oh, man. If I could have seen your initial reaction, I'd have been happy. <laughs> what did you think when you saw these bear cubs and cocaine i'm pretty sure zoo and i were both like oh my god like the twinkly eyes like cubs with cocaine <laughs> they were so cute oh man they were so adorable and then the little girl's like they're harmless i would totally take one home i mean come on now no <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's the last thing you want to do no <laughs> You tell okay. me how to live my life right. <laughs> I'm going to divulge something to you and our, our listeners. <laughs> Ladies of Soraya are dear friends of mine. And <laughs> I'm not a type of person to tell someone how to live their life. However, I am disappointed when clearly they have not learned from old man Rick who watches a lot of horror movies. Brianna over here wants to take home a bear cub covered in cocaine. Our dear friend Zuzu Mansour <laughs> wandered around catacombs in Egypt not too long ago and is posting. Looking for tennis. To social yeah. media. Like, I don't think I'm allowed in here, but, you know, I think my tour guide's providing this distraction. So, and I'm like, no Zuzu run. <laughs> now, I wanted to tell this story to future Spooky Doing show, and hopefully she'll be able to. Yeah. But if you have a friend that learns so much from horror and they tell you, don't do that, it's for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of shit Zuzu is going to run into 
in Egyptian catacombs. I admit that I'm ignorant, <laughs> but why chance it? Why, yeah. why bring home the un, the, the disturbed spirit of some slave of Pharaoh that's bitter? And you know, Zuzu, it's 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 that's a very striking appearance that she might look like uh, some queen that this dead slave goes to that I have to make this person's life hell. We, you don't want that. <laughs> Listen, Great. you're talking about the same person that chases tornadoes on purpose in the summertime. Excuse me? He <laughs> was close to one. <laughs> please, please elaborate. <laughs> well, two years ago, we lived in Pittman, New Jersey, right? And there was a tornado that touched down like just a couple miles by, like close by. And she wasn't home yet. I was like, hey, where are you? She's like, I'm chasing that tornado. Meanwhile, I'm in the basement with her two cats. I'm like, come on, like, hunkering down. I'm like yelling at her like I'm her mom. I'm like, get your ass home. She's out chasing this tornado. She's like, I'm so close. She had like lunch in the car and everything. <laughs> <laughs> She lives dangerously. <laughs> uh, now, to all of our listeners, please grab me a moment. It's it's my show. Uh, <laughs> this is directed specifically at one listener in particular, Zuzu. I hope you're listening to this episode. Don't chase goddamn tornadoes. <laughs> she lives for that shit. <laughs> we don't want to find you in a tree two towns over. And then the EMTs have to get you out of the tree and they ask you if you're okay. And your response is, whoa, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't, we don't That's need that. She would do that too. <laughs> I can picture that all. <laughs> if nothing else, your hair's going to be so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the cats. So. Think of the babies. Come on. <laughs> Back to the <laughs> I like that tangent. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> but, but I digress. <laughs> Dee Dee is found. Uh, adults and children are leaping off waterfalls. And uh, Ray Liotta's been a dick. Oh, a my God, I'm so mad. But he meets his end, torn open, similar <laughs> to the end of Day of the Dead with... <laughs> with Mama Bear and her cubs feasting on his inside parts. Then we, we have our, our ending. Eddie gets the dog. <laughs> Kids are okay. The bears are out in the woods, still loving cocaine and the taste of human flesh. And the movie ends. But here's the question. Do you know about the alternate ending? What? No. On the DVD, and I just watched it this week. Because earlier in the film, our bear leaps into an ambulance where Margot Martindale is strapped to a gurney, being driven away by uh, EMTs. And it looks like everybody gets shot, particularly Margot Martindale, whose gurney falls out of the ambulance and her face scrapes along the pavement. The alternate ending is her that ranger character looking at Pete's picture, going out for revenge, where her face all fucked up and I'm like hey, I'm glad they cut that we don't need that it's better Whoa. if her character dies Whoa. 
that is wild because that was one of my favorite scenes we all lost it in the entire like theater when that part happened and she slid her face across mm-hmm. everyone was like either laughing or going oh. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's an unpleasant way to go to end your life oh. with the destruction was... of your face oh man it was like both wonderful and horrible at the same time it was like this is genius but also jesus christ <laughs> man so as we bring this in for a later, <laughs> the pandemic has gotten me into double features. Yes. Uh, particularly because of, you know, attending a drive-in for the first time uh, after quarantine, looking for fun stuff to do. So if you have to pick, Brianna, what movie are you going to pair with Cocaine Bear for an ideal cinematic evening? Maybe with the band. Oh, shit. Oh, hold on. I got to think about this. <laughs> this is tough. There's, I've seen some like weird ass movies lately. So I'm like, man, there's a lot of weird shit. Um, I feel time. like I got to stick. I got to stick with that 80s theme. I feel like. Maybe. Um, oh, I don't know. I might. I want to go back because of how ridiculous it is. And like the humor in it is and go with sleepaway camp. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> no. Because yeah, I, I was watching that and be like, I can't watch this because it's so fucking ridiculous. But then I kept watching it, and it's kind of like similar eighties mm-hmm. vibes. You know, mm-hmm. maybe actually that's seventies. Is that seventies? No, that, I, I believe that's eighties. Eighties, okay. Yeah, but, yeah but that's is, what I'm. Just... It is absolutely ridiculous. I pair this with Grizzly. Uh, again, oh shit! Yeah, Grizzly is the first movie that I saw in a drive-in. I would not love it as yeah. much as I do if I just watched it in my home. But yeah. in a driveway, after being in lockdown for so long, in a drive-in rather, my first trip to a drive-in ever, and with like-minded people in that environment, <laughs> I'm like, this is fun. Because it is Jaws with just a bear. It, it's practically yeah. the same. And if you, and I, I'm positive I've mentioned this to you, the sequel, which stayed on a shelf for 35 years, yeah, is more jaws like than the original grizzly because at the end of grizzly 2 that bear gets electrocuted but they use footage from jaws 2 where the shark gets electrocuted what? and i'm like you can't fool me i know what i'm looking at shit that's like they're just like yeah it's just throwing in there like you know what i was thinking too we um during our black magic woman video shoot thing that we did there was a giant ass tv out in the lobby Mm-hmm. And Travis kept putting on these awful shark movies. And we we saw so many. And there was this one, we didn't get to see it, but the, the ad was like a like a, a shark in a cornfield. And I was like, what the fuck? So whatever that was, I'd pair with that too, actually. <laughs> I think I think there are, yeah, a lot of ridiculous like shark combination with like sharks of the corn. I yeah. think that's what it's called. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Or like, like their Santa Jaws or Noah Santa Shark. Jaws. I but forgot about that one. I'll go you one further in regards to Grizzly 2. Oh, There's shit. an opening scene that clearly no one knew how or why this happened. And maybe this <laughs> is why the movie sat on a shelf for 35 years. Because perhaps the people in that opening scene uh, use some of their coin to keep it hidden. The opening scene and the first victims of the bear in Grizzly 2 are... Charlie Sheen, <laughs> Laura Dern. What? 
and George Clooney. Holy shit. Yes. I have to watch that one. You do Damn. not have to watch this movie. <laughs> now I really have to. <laughs> no, I want you to concentrate in your mind and think of those three people I named, they're dead in five minutes. And then the rest of the movie is a bear. Whatever you come up with is better than the actual movie. Holy shit. Because a good third of the movie is some European music festival that they just got permission to shot at, shoot at. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the story. And then, and then end the movie with the ending of Jaws 2. And whatever you imagine in between, yeah. it's going to be better. Oh, okay. Trust, oh, trust me. I, I just saved you an hour and a half. <laughs> I thought maybe it was like some genius idea of killing off all the main characters and be like, oh shit, what will they do now? No, they they were young. They were not main characters. At that point, George Clooney was just Rosemary's nephew. Nothing no more. No way. He was Holy not, he, he, he was he was not the George Clooney that we know George Clooney to be. <laughs> it was like Ro crap. Rosemary Clooney's nephew is in for this audition. Uh okay. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe we'll get some of her fans so I, oh Bruce Stern's daughter is in it okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I think, now that I think about it that's a trifecta of nepotism at the beginning oh of shit Germany. yeah that's Go, wild. Car Carlos Estevez is here yeah let's call him Charlie <laughs> <laughs> oh wow I didn't think about that it's so true they're like yeah fuck it you know what <laughs> low budget <laughs> but let's end on some other spooky things you have created something that I love little oh comic strip of some monster characters that are in a band so please yeah. tell our audience how you came up with this and where they can find some of that good stuff oh man it's called mel and the death birds and originally i was going to call it vampire juice i don't know why but, <laughs> yeah. but uh, so um this character he became a vampire in the 1400s and being immortal for so long, he learned how to play all kinds of instruments, stuff like that. He really loved music. And then later on in the 60s, he was heavily influenced by the Beatles and then 60s like Garage and all that stuff. And he was living in London. His name is Baron uh, Mel Orlock. <laughs> Not to be confused with the other Orlock, <laughs> Count Orlock. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's like all his adventures with his band um, coming to America and everything. His monster band, which has... Um, Clark Howell, the werewolf on the guitar. Um, he has a moon-shaped guitar. And then there's uh, Frankie Stein on the drums. Uh, he's a really cool clawfoot drum set. But anyway, you can find um, those adventures on uh, Sig Sylvania on Instagram, mostly. And then uh, Etsy.com. I, I sell my prints and stuff like that there. Hopefully make a nice little comic book. But holy I shit, was, that is an I endeavor. was about to ask if, if <laughs> there would be any plans to maybe make this into a comic uh, like either a one shot or maybe like a little series here and there. I, I think there's an audience for that. I think so. Yeah. I, I was wondering, like, I mean, think for uh, social media content, I might just do like the one single shots or maybe like two slides or something like that. And then sell the comic book on Etsy and stuff like that and, mm -hmm. or at uh, markets and etc. <laughs> I'm glad now, you like it though. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I'm like, this, this is fun. <laughs> And, you know, you being a musician who has friends that are also musicians, bandmates that are also musicians, maybe <laughs> a song in character. I think that I could sing for. Vampires don't have a great yes. voice. 
oh that would be great because i was thinking like we should like have an album for them because there are there are a band you know that would be great and it's kind of like a mix between the tv show what we do in the shadows mixed with um spinal tap put together <laughs> all those goofy adventures you know hello transylvania something like that. <laughs> i like that i'm using that stealing that route. this next number is for uh, this this full-blooded person in the front row, welcome. I bid you, they... welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the audience like roars like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's genius, you're my voice now, I'm using you. Uh, if it becomes a cartoon, I can do it. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. That would be, I really wanna do that. That's it's so hard, but I really want it. That's the next thing, <laughs> it's gonna happen. I am available and I love you <laughs> and I would love to help you out with some yes. ridiculous wacky shit yes. but in the meantime and in between time where can <laughs> the people find you if they want to find you uh you can find my uh art stuff on sixylvania uh you can check out my band soraya so the sarai.com or just hit up us on uh sarai rocks on instagram we got a tour coming up a special tour that nobody knows about coming up way sooner than you realize <laughs> we haven't announced it yet so i can't really say anything but mm -hmm. It's it's something cool. Be like, right. oh. I'll 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 be checking out and I'll tag you on everything when we drop this episode. You got a new single coming out as well, if I'm not mistaken, yes. called Bang, Bang, your, Bang Your Bones, which sounds dirty. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that until we came we posted it, and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and then an old pervert like me is like, I'm listening, snickering. <laughs> What? Bring him. Yeah, he's got to bring some wacky shit. What? <laughs> if you're listening to this episode on the day it drops, we have a show today at Young Ethel's in Brooklyn at three o'clock. Uh, it's going to be a good time. We also have a show on March 30th at 2:30 p.m. Uh, and there's going to be some storytelling and uh, fun, spooky improv inspired by those stories. You can check out Spooky Doings on Instagram, Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook for all of that uh, fun information. I'm at Rick Guzman 718 on Tweety. I'm on Threads too. I just spout whatever comes to mind because uh, uh, I haven't worked yet. And um, <laughs> Uh, a lot of my days are just like you know watching movies, uh, uh, posting what records I'm listening to, and when I get those robot Medicaid calls, um, I just tell those people stop scamming the elderly and learn to become a better thief. <laughs> because that's just the kind of hero that I am and the treatment that they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Brianna, thank you for being on the show. You are welcome back anytime. Looking forward to whatever you've got coming up uh, in 2024, music and artistic-wise, uh, and our door is always open for you to come back. I love you. Love you, too. Thank you so much, Rick. I'm coming today, by the way, to your show. You are? Yes, sir. You want, I want you right up front. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to get anything on you, but, you know, <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll be up close to see all the wax. I say no gallery show. 
this ain't Gallagher. We 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 pantomime blood. We don't have any because we don't want to have to clean up afterwards. Oh, true. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> and to all of our listeners, in the meantime and in between time, stay good, stay healthy, and stay spooky. Bye.